Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Hi, I'm Mike, along with Joel. Uh, we're glad you've joined us for Growing in Grace once again. Just kicking back, relax. Maybe you're uh, doing something while you're listening. That's fine. But uh, you're going to have to drop that because we want your undivided attention. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to us now. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know you can't do two things at once. Take that gum out of your mouth for one thing. Quit that important work that you're working on there in the background. <laughs> Just put those taxes aside. Yeah, I think you get an extra day this year. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but it seems like the 15th falls on a weekend. I could be wrong, so check with your tax attorney first. <laughs> yeah, don't take it to advice Re- from us. Under, under Caesar, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ah, well, you know, we were talking last time, Mike, um, about resting and about abiding and uh, kind of the difference between living our lives for God and him living his life through us. So we kind of, we, you, know, you were talking a little bit about Mary and Martha and, and the difference there between uh, how Mary and Martha perceived Jesus. What, you know, Mary and Martha, Jesus was in their house and, and Martha was busy serving and, and distracted with serving. And uh, Mary was simply sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and Martha was kind of upset about that. And, and the reason, you know, I used to try to figure out which one was Mary and which one was Martha. I, I could never remember which one was busy and which one was resting at his feet. But Jesus said, Martha, Martha. And the, re- the way I remember that is, remember the Brady Bunch? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I know where you're going with that one. <laughs> so I just think, Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> she's, the, she's the one. Jesus said, Martha, Martha. You are distracted with with much serving, uh, and and what what the whole moral of the story was is that Jesus told Martha that there's only one thing that's required, one thing that's required, and that's uh, that's and Mary has chosen that one thing to rest at my feet, and and I like how uh, Steve McVeigh has has portrayed this story because he says you know Mar- Martha was so busy doing doing things for Jesus that um, she wouldn't have ever heard him say if, if he want, you know if he wanted her to do something. But Mary, if, if Jesus would have said, Mary, I'd like a glass of water, she was sitting there resting at his feet. She could easily hear him, and she would have gladly gone and done that. And in our Christian life, you know, I think the parallel there is that our, our default status, our default place is, is to rest, is, is one of resting at Jesus' feet. And as we rest and abide in him and trust in him, his life in us will will get out there and do the things that he's created us to do. Well, as we begin to understand that love more and more, love will motivate you to want to serve, to want to help others. Um, sometimes it becomes a motivation factor. For some people, um, there are a lot of good things being done, but but it's it's outside the vine. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 out there doing good things, but they've never really understood. Uh, the life of Jesus, and that to me is is a crying shame that there are people walking around doing all this great stuff, maybe serving the church and and helping others and doing great things. And I don't want to diminish that. It's just that they've they've missed the whole point of the gospel sometimes. And so, hopefully, love will motivate you to want to to reach out and 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 bring blessings to others in the process. Yeah, and I suppose you know, whole whole churches have probably been built 
outside the vine. <laughs> and and again, not to put not to not to put down the body of Christ, the worldwide body of Christ, but sometimes Christians do good things, like you said, I like that phrase, outside the vine. They're trying to do some things that are pleasing to God, but they're missing God all the way, just like Martha was. She was trying to please Jesus. She was trying to do some things to help Jesus out, but he just wanted her to sit at her at his feet. And, and sometimes in the church, we, we have that problem. We're, we're trying to build this great thing for God. We're trying to build up the body of Christ and do all these good, great things, which in and of themselves aren't bad, but but when it's done outside of, of that default place of resting in him and, and listening to him and seeking him and, and just knowing him and, and letting him do these things through us, that's there, there's a there's a big difference there because his plan for us might be so different than what we would think because we come up with all these godly ideas and we think we need to set out and, and, and accomplish all these things, whereas he might have something totally different. Mm. Well, it does make you stop and think that, uh, boy, I, there, there are a lot of, like you said, a lot of great things being done, and in and of themselves they're okay. But when you stop and think about all the things that are being missed, the fulfillment uh, of, of people's hearts and minds with the, with, with the gospel and the good news of righteousness in him, um, yeah, I suppose there is a lot of building outside the vine uh, over and over. And, and that, again, that's not to put anybody down. It's just, uh, it's just sort of sad that we've, as a whole, we've missed the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I can kind of give an example from my life. Just uh, I'm, I'm kind of, well, I'm not kind of, I am an introverted person. I'm I'm not all that outgoing. Now sitting here behind a mic sometimes I can get a little bit extroverted. Sitting behind my computer when I'm typing, when I'm writing, I can get I can be more extroverted, but when I'm out and about with other people, I'm just not all that extroverted. I I'm a very introverted person, not very expressive in some ways. And sometimes when I'm praising God and worshiping God, there's a blank look on my face. My hands are in my pockets, but on the inside, I am worshiping and praising him. But to, to somebody else, they might go, man, he's not very on fire for God. He's, he's not really expressing uh, much love for Christ, but they don't know what's going on on the inside. And so I, I kind of I came into to the uh, evangelical uh, church culture, I guess, uh, at the age of, of 22, 23, somewhere around there. And I saw... <laughs> within the church, all of this extroverted stuff going on, some radical stuff going on, the laying on of hands, um, people going down and getting prayed for, healings, and, and all these things that are great things, laying on of hands, speaking in tongues, all these things that are great things. And I looked at that and I thought, wow, I'm this, I'm living in this new life for Christ. I want to get in on this. I need to get. I thought I had to do all this stuff. I thought that I needed to be a person who would lay hands on people and they would be healed. I thought that I had to do all of these things, and and all of this um, street witness thing that people were doing. I'm so introverted. That is something that is is just tough for me to do. I finally came to this place where I realized and I understood God, His life in me is not expressing himself in those ways. That's how he has gifted those people. That's how he's working in the lives of other people. But that's not how he made me. And it was a place 
I finally came to this place of, of rest, and, and I realized, you know what? So the ways that God is expressing him, his life in me is just perfectly fine because it's him. It's him doing it, and I didn't need to go out and do all these other things. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny how you can walk into a church sometimes. I can remember also being uh, at, at that younger age, and uh, I, I have different different uh, experiences in the evangelical uh, church community. I've been in the de- denomination. I've been in full gospel churches. I've, I've I've been around the block a little bit with with a few places over the years. Um, I can remember one time that uh, I was kind of new to this rather expressive church. They were uh, expressive in their praise and worship. They you know they expressed it outwardly um, as compared to perhaps a more conservative denominational church. And I was getting used to that because I, I like the teaching there. And yet, I, I remember one time, Joel, you reminded me of, of something that I, I had a guy standing behind me once who, uh, we used to call him people like this, super spiritual. <laughs> they, thought, they thought that they were just, you know, uh, God's gift to the rest of the body of Christ, I guess. And, and they just thought they had all these spiritual insights and they could tell things by almost just looking at you. And, and um, I don't think I was raising my hand or something. Or maybe I wasn't clapping. It was something like that. And and this guy made some sort of comment like, you know, come on, brother, get with it. <laughs> like, oh, man, this this makes me want to come back, you know, which I did, by the way. But I thought, you know, I just chalked it up to somebody who just, you know, felt like he had to, he had to, you know, sort of chastise somebody for not being spiritual enough. Yeah. He thought was spiritual enough. And I guess you you can understand where where people are coming from. They will you know, and we've talked about this before. They'll pick out various verses from the Bible, and they'll try to just blanket apply, you know, apply that like a blanket to the whole of Christendom, to the whole body of Christ, as if you pick out this verse and everybody needs to do this. One of the things uh, early on that I heard about was where uh, in Second Timothy. Paul uh, Paul tells Timothy, the gift of God that is in you, fan into flame. Fan into flame, the gift of God that is in you. And and so I remember seeing this preacher, and he had, uh, you, know, he, you know, if you can picture your hand, fl- you know, waving by a fire to kind of get that flame going, and he would just get up there, and he was vigorously shaking his hand, trying to, you need to get out there, you need to fan the flame uh, that's in you, the spirit that's in you. And, and I felt so guilty because... I couldn't get that fire to go like everybody else. And I came to realize that when fanning the Spirit of God in us into flame, or, or fanning that gift that God has given us, the gifts that he uses in us to work in and through us, doesn't necessarily, it isn't necessarily going to have an outward appearance that's radical or uh, sensational or that impresses anybody else, even other Christians. It might. I mean, there are some people that God uses in those very outward ways, radical ways. Um, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> so I'm coming from that perspective, again, of, of an introvert. Um, God uses me and, and does things in my life in other ways. And that's, and that's a, a place to rest in. Just don't worry so much about the outward appearance just focus yourself, like Mary, sit at his feet and just listen to him. And your life will move along in the way that it's meant to, not the way that other people think your life is meant to. 
Well, that's a good point, Joel. A lot of times we try to focus on what do other people think I should be like. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being comfortable with yourself, that doesn't mean that God can't mold you and shape you and make you, uh, you know, uh, an overall better person in certain areas of life. Uh, there may be certain skills and, and things that he'll help you develop. But just being comfortable with who you are, the gospel will help you do that. Because, you know, you can go into a very conservative church and, and uh, maybe you're a little too outward with your expression toward God during worship or something. You can go somewhere else where it's not enough. No matter where you go, there's always going to be somebody pointing a finger saying it should be different. You just need to be comfortable with how God made you and, and understand uh, his love for you. And uh, he's going to help you grow. He'll be the one to help you do it. Yeah, and as we wrap up here with just about a minute left, that's I think that's a great place to wrap things up. Just knowing that as new creations, you know, God has done it. God has made us a new creation. It's nothing that we've done by ourselves. There, there's nothing we could have ever done to make ourselves to be born of the Spirit. It's just something we had to <laughs> we had to put our total trust and faith in Christ and and His work in us. He made up the, He made us this new creation. So the starting point of our new creation was with him and the continuation of it as paul said god was faithful to start this work in you he'll be faithful to complete it and so we put our trust and our complete trust in god hey i'm joel mike with me Uh, we're wrapping it up for this one if you want to get a hold of us for any reason you can log on to graceroots.org and get a hold of us through there we're happy to have you with us and we'll be back next time for more talk about growing in grace You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.